Hi, I'm Anna Ng, founder of Client-Centric Property, a full-time property agent, recipient of Top 10 Achievers Award of ERA Realty Network and a mother of two girls. From a girl with inferior complex to a lady with self-confidence, my clients and friends sometimes feel I am a yaya papaya, but yet they love the strong vibe in me. And this show, I will share with you my struggles on juggling family and work, overcoming them, building my self-confidence and gaining the respect of my family, clients and friends. Welcome to the Client-Centric Property Show. Welcome to Client-Centric Property Show. I'm Anna and in this episode, I'll be sharing with you how to gain control. And the title is Gaining Control. Let me bring you back to year 2006, where I am a very brand new agent doing my first or second HDB case. And I met my first nasty customer for HDB. Nasty customer has always been the nightmares of all agents. Why? Especially when we're new. There's so much things for us to learn. Plus, our confidence level is still not there yet. And this customer will threaten you on any small thing that they can find against you. And in this case, let me share with you my experience and I hope you gain something from it. I was marketing a second-floor Sambawang HDB flat of a five-room. The owners wanted to divorce and as such, with four kids, they have to sell off the HDB after five years of MOP. It was a negative sale, but not just that. Prior to me marketing the unit, the previous agent went MIA. Why? Because market was bad and the agent could not find any buyers. There were times the agent called the owner and said there's a buyer and eventually it was a no-show of buyer and no-show of agent. And when the seller wanted to call the agent, the agent disappeared and no response. That was bad. And that's how me, a new agent, got an opportunity to squeeze through and get the exclusive to market the property. 110 square meters for that five-room flat, corner unit, with north-south facing. Is that what most buyers really want? Unfortunately, if most people are looking for north-south facing, I have to warn you, north-south facing houses direct north and direct south. It's a very, very dark unit. To add on to it, the owners put on warm lightings, the orange lights. And then, in daytime, the house was really dark. You have to switch on lights like almost the entire day if you want to see some light that is. To add fire, to add fuel to the fire, the owners actually spent $50,000 on the renovations of the house. Is that good or no good? I always feel we don't need to do so much renovations. You know why? Later, I will tell you why. This owner, from the door in, they did wrought iron gates. And they have a very nice door pr provided by the government. The flooring is made of homogeneous tiles. The most expensive tiles that time, of course, we don't compare it with granite or marble or limestone. Right? For HDB, it's all homogeneous. The 80 by 80 kind of size. And then, not just that, they did a sitting area with a built-in cabinet for all the shoes and a partition where you can sit there and wear your shoes. 
then. The living room had cornices. And at the dining area, there's also a four ceiling where the owner did a dart-shaped cutout to place in their lights on the ceiling. And according to the owner, this dart-shaped thing cost them a lot of money as well. Going into the kitchen, cabinets done up and down. In total, four cabinets were done. Nothing was spared. The monies were just spent just like water for the landlord, for the seller. As you go into the toilet, it was done up nicely with vanity top made of cement. And then, if you were to go into the bedrooms, all bedrooms also had cornices, air cons, wrought iron grills for the windows. And the balcony, wrought iron grills for the windows as well. It, and not just that, every bedroom. For the master, it's still quite simple. But for the other two bedrooms, they have built-in wardrobes and then they also have a built-in cabinet by the side of the window. For the doors of the bedrooms, each door costs them around $450. Just one door is $450 and you multiply that by three. You do the math. So, all in all, with all the woodworks, how does it come to 50000 Oh yeah, did I mention to you? That is the piece of furniture. The fixture, they did a bar counter. When the final buyer came to see the unit, he fell in love with the house. In fact, if the owner is to vacate out and bring out all their belongings, the house will be totally moved in after a clean and wash. The buyer said that they are interested to offer. And of course, when market was not so good, they offered a fair value, although not very high. Eventually, sellers agreed to sell to the buyer. And the buyer did say, uh, what will happen to the bar counter? As the bar counter is a fixture, drilled to the wall and to the floor. So we told them that this bar counter will stay. At that very moment, the buyer said, fine, it's okay. However, after the OTP was issued and the option money taken by the seller, the buyer got to find out that the seller was working in Sambawang McDonald. As such, he went down one day to look for the seller after the valuation report was done and paid forward by me. He said to my seller, now that I've gotten the valuation report and the OTP done, and we're just waiting for the first and second appointment, we don't need Anna already. Do you know she's collecting 2% come from you and 1% from me? Why is that so? Back in year 2006, agents usually collect from both sides if the buyer is without any agent and uses the service of the agent. So, for that, the buyer said, Let's do without Anna and we save all the commission. Sell to me maybe a lower price or something or we just do without her. Quite a sneaky buyer, isn't it? But how did I come to know about this? Because my seller called me up and asked me what's going on. She was very scared. She said, I cannot do without you. I don't know how to go through all the HDB processes. And plus, 
We did sign a document called the exclusive. How can we do without you at this moment? But what is this buyer trying to, to do? I call up the buyer and ask him, So sir, um, now we are waiting for the HDB first appointment and I already paid forward the $80 and as well as the valuation report monies for you. Are you going to pay me back? The buyer, I found it shocking that the buyer told me this. I'm not going to pay you. Don't you remember I paid you already? And that was weird because I seriously didn't receive any money from the buyer. Most of the times we paid forward first. And then later on, he said he didn't want to use my service anymore. He doesn't need my service at all because now most of the things have been done. However, he said, regarding the bar counter, I want you to remove it because it's not inside the inventory list. I was shocked. What do you mean by, I remove it? He said, either you can tell the seller to remove it at the cost, or you agent earning so much money, you can use your own commission or money to remove it for me. I'm not going to pay for the removal of the bar counter. What did I do? What should I do? Immediately, I called up the HDB to check with the resale officer. And the officer reassured me that since the bar counter is drilled to the wall and also drilled to the floor, it is a fixture already in the house and it need not be removed by the seller and me because it wasn't stated in the OTP at all called the option to purchase. And it need not be listed in the inventory as, at all as well because it's already a fixture. With that, I call up the buyer and inform him that, but he insisted that as long as anything that's not in the inventory list, he didn't want it in the house. My conclusion was, after this incident, first of all, I did my due diligence to check with HDB and what is the legality of the matter. And then, secondly, I realized that this buyer is trying to hoodwink me on this, seeing that perhaps I was young and new that time. Then, third, I went back to reaffirm with him on his orders. Are you sure you want me to remove anything that's not in the inventory list, sir? Because you said anything that's not in the inventory list, you do not want it to be there, even though if it's a fixture, as mentioned by the HDB officer. He said yes, and you have to pay for it. And finally, I said, okay, I will throw in the towel. I said, okay, sir, if you want me to remove all things that's not in the inventory list, I will hire someone to hack everything out for you that's so long as it's not in the inventory list. But I have to highlight to you, all the floor tiles, windows, grills, shower screens, basins, taps, and doors, and cornices will all have to go because all these are not listed in the inventory list. At that moment, over the other end of the phone, I heard a silence. And I, I waited and waited. Two days later, the wife called me and cried over the phone. She said the husband was shocked and he felt that he made a mistake. But he was too proud to call me. 
and he insisted the wife to call and the wife apologized and she even said that they forgot to pay me for the $80 of the first appointment fee and they are now going to pay me that plus the valuation report money which they have been owing me. And not just that, she asked me if I can meet her that very night to make the payment. She said please help them take good care of the house and don't remove anything that is a fixture even though it wasn't in the inventory list. She also added it was the fault of her husband having a very bad temper and didn't know what he was exactly doing. Well, what is the major takeaways for my story here today? My first takeaway for you here is Whenever a client asks for something out of the normal, always check on the legality of the matter. No matter what we do, we always have to follow on the legal side of the path. This is to get ourselves out of trouble. Two, if you find that the client is persisting in their request, we can only perform what is within the legal boundary, failing which we may risk losing our license and career in the spur of the moment while in a heated argument with them. That meant maybe we lost our control over our temperament. 3. Always seek clarity instead of presuming what the client wants, just to be sure of things before we take any action. Based on, uh, on, based on the banking experience that I had, that's the reason why I asked the client again, are you sure you want me to actually remove everything, including fixtures, that's not listed in the inventory list for you? And that will include the tiles, windows, grills, and doors, and other little things, cornices. I just want to be very sure before I proceed. Well, I've come to the end of my story, and I hope you have gotten some interesting takeaways from me. If you wish to connect with me via Facebook, do click on my link in my show notes. I look forward to seeing you in my next episode, sharing more tips and stories on how do you know if your job is the right fit? Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so honoured to have you here. If you like to keep going and you want to know more about our mentorship, training programmes and done-for-you services, visit me over at soulrichwoman.com S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com And if you happen to get this episode from a friend or a family member, do subscribe to our email list because once you're subscribed, you become one of my Soul Rich Woman family. Remember, if your mind can perceive, you shall conceive. Sending you my confidence and I speak to you soon.